Today on Secrets to Scaling, I talked with Jasmine from the company From Zion in Australia. We talked all about how to create super fans and pivoting. You guys are going to get a ton out of this episode. Do you feel frustrated trying to scale your business online? Do you wish that there was an easier way? Imagine if you had a proven roadmap to take your online marketing from costing you to making you money. That's why we've created the Profitable E-Commerce Blueprint. We walk you through the same process that we use to run marketing campaigns online at scale for our clients. This blueprint isn't for brand new businesses without market proof. It isn't for businesses without long-term goals. This is for businesses who want to scale up their paid advertising and need a roadmap to profitability. If you want to save yourself the time, the money, and the energy, and learn from people who have already done it, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash blueprint and sign up today. Now for today's episode. And we're live. I have Jasmine Adams uh, from the company, from Zion. Welcome, Jasmine. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it is so nice to have you. I have you all the way from Australia. Yes, you do. <laughs> and where, where <laughs> in Australia are you? I'm actually in a place called Coffs Harbour, which is like a little coastal town halfway between two major cities. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. So like small town? Uh, you, you could call it a small town, but it's probably one of the biggest small towns between those major cities. Okay. Okay. It's pretty good. We've got lots of access to hospitals and schools and everything like that. So it's, it's not too little. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Uh, Tell me a little bit about From Zion. Yeah. So it's been going for um, about six years now and started on the dining table just as a little hobby to make some cash while my babies were little and I could stay home with them for a a bit longer, hopefully. And um, it just kind of turned into something else very quickly and we ran to catch up with it, basically. So we were very lucky in that sense. But yeah, so it started out as me just um, sewing children's shoes, little leather moccasins. Okay, yeah. And um, then I started sewing a few items of clothing out of bamboo fabric, which was very expensive to source back then because it wasn't a big thing. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people were asking for the clothing in adults' size. Um, they wanted to match their minis. So yeah. I started doing adults. And now it's the biggest part of our business, the adults versus the kids. So, yeah. Wow. Amazing. Cool. And are, are you evolved. Guys, are, yeah. Are you still doing the moccasins? Uh, no, we're not. So that went on for a few years and then the market got really, really inundated with mocks from lots of different companies and it wasn't our biggest um, selling item anymore. We, Like I said, we kind of evolved with what our customers were asking for. And so we just looked at that and figured, well, that part's, finished and we'll focus on what's really working at the moment. And that was the bamboo clothing. Awesome. Was there like a particular pain point we're trying to solve with the bamboo? Um, A pain point, like, because I chose bamboo. Is that what you mean? Like, like what, like, yeah. Like, 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 how did you come upon that? Was it just because it was like, like, cause bamboo is so nice and soft and comfortable. Like, like what was, what was the motivation there? So I um, had, 
a lot of skin issues like since I was a kid I had eczema and dermatitis and um, very tactile as well so I just loved every time I'd walk past an item of clothing that was bamboo I'd touch it and you'd just get that feeling like oh that would be so comfortable I love the feel of that Um, and I researched it a little bit and found out all of the benefits um, that come along with bamboo and so I started trying to source it for myself and my kids to be able to wear it and be more comfortable awesome awesome Was was there a company before this a company yeah like like did, did you know did did you have any kind of company like like is this your first like venture into business like you and your husband yeah so um i when i was in high school i wanted to be a fashion designer and i studied all of that um but when i left high school i just went and got a few random jobs like cafe and retail and stuff like that um for a few years and um didn't really know how to break into that fashion scene yet or maybe it just wasn't the right timing yet and I didn't have the motivation just then so I was just working and getting the bills paid and stuff like that and then I studied childcare for a little while and had my babies so um I did a few random little hobby things before I did from Zion, but it was never really set out to be a big business venture. It was just, I like making these things. There's a few of my friends that want to buy it. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, But from Zion kind of started like that as well. Just a few people wanted to buy what I was making for my kids. Yeah. And so I made a few here and there and it just turned into something else. So yeah. Amazing. And at, at what point did you know that it was going to grow? Um, so in, in Australia, I'm not sure about over there, um, you, we have like a parenting payment when you have a baby. It's not maternity leave as such. It's a, a partial payment that the government gives you for the first few weeks when you have a baby to help you. Okay. And you're not allowed to earn any money during that time or they'll take your parenting payment back away from you so during that time because I just had Lacey my um, second child and I was doing a countdown on Instagram basically just saying like this many days she'll basically I'm allowed to earn money but we were using it as like a countdown to selling the mocks that I'd been selling oh awesome yeah yeah so like a little marketing thing I guess Um, and yeah once we kind of launched we were blown away by what happened because we had um, maxed out our tiny credit card that we had at the time to buy all of the leather and I only had enough leather to make a hundred pairs of mocks and I put them all on the website and I said to my husband I'm so nervous on launch night I'll, I'll be stoked to even sell a few pairs like just to know people bought what I was making that'd be a great feeling and we sold out within minutes so amazing oh that must have just been (laughs) an insane feeling yeah so um it was very early on in the piece um to answer your question that we just went oh whoa okay this is actually working like people want to buy what we are selling um and we sold out like 
quick. We need to sew a hundred pairs of mocks now and get them out to all these people and we need to buy more leather and what's next. And so that's what I kind of meant when I said we were running to catch up with the business from day dot. Yeah. Oh, that's great. What's so in the, in the six years now, what's the biggest challenge you guys have faced? Mm, Scaling cash flow, staff. (laughs) Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, Um, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I understand all of that. Like it's, it's great if you have an awesome product that people want. And then it's another matter of, of bringing it to that kind of level where you're like, ah, how do Mm. I do this and and still live? (laughs) Yes, I know. It got a little overwhelming. Um, I think we're about three months in and we'd made the decision that we were going to move back to our hometown because we had the two little ones. Um, Zion was like 16 months old and Lacey was a newborn. Um, And it was quite full on to be sewing till all hours of the morning. Um, with my husband coming home from his normal full-time job to come home and help me cut out leather for me to start sewing during the middle of the night and dealing with babies. We were moving home. We had to sell our house or doing open houses every week. It was just a really full-on time. And that's when I kind of said to my husband, I'm like, I don't know if I can like continue. I don't think I can keep this up because my body is just not getting enough sleep and it's so stressful and I cannot keep up with it all. So we um, kind of had to make the decision whether we were going to call it quits and shut it all down so early in the piece or we had to get a manufacturer on board so that I wasn't physically having to sew it all myself anymore. And we took the leap and got a manufacturer and, yeah, it worked for us. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, the amount of hours you put in trying to sew everything yourself, like (laughs) (laughs) so much work. (laughs) Yeah. And leather's really tough as well on the machine. Um, And my hands were just aching in so much pain from pushing the leather through the machine constantly. So um, it wasn't easy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit because this is a marketing podcast. So let, let's yes. talk a little bit about um, what the role of the internet has been in building your company. What, what's oh, been the everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, a funny question, right? It's like, well, of course, yes. none of us would have these companies without it. <laughs> no, no. It's amazing. Like what, when we started the business, we were still, um, we're on the Gold Coast, which was a more major city in Australia. Um, but being able to do what we do now from our little hometown, the beachside town, um, and still be successful in what we're doing, that's only possible because of the internet. Because we can run our businesses online, we don't have to physically be in major cities to succeed like you used to have to um, in years prior. So, um, yeah, internet is everything. We started on Instagram Um, we didn't do any paid advertising or anything. It just grew and grew and grew. Um, but we, I think we came on board at a really crucial point of Instagram starting. Yes. Um, so at that time it wasn't so inundated with millions and millions of accounts yet. It was still this new thing and it was exciting to see a little homemade business pop up and you'd follow it to kind of support so we grew really quickly in the early days, but um, now that Instagram is so inundated, it's a lot harder to grow. 
um, and it plateaus out and you've got to do a lot more work to keep your engagement up and um, get your uh, posts and stories seen by people. Oh, totally. I, I don't know if it happened in Australia, but I feel like about a week and a half ago, the algorithm got changed here and yeah. stories just plummeted. Like oh, it went down yeah. like to like a third of, of what was being seen before. Yeah, I, I definitely am noticing the algorithm is just really messing with businesses a lot and they're dropping significantly in all of their engagement areas. So so it's what, a little bit hard. Oh, totally. Yeah. So what, yeah. what do you do? To, what do you do to combat that? I think um, a thing that we focused on from the start, we were always uh, wary of Instagram can't be your only way to communicate with your customers because if Instagram ever wasn't here or if your account got hacked, which does happen quite often, unfortunately, um, you would lose your whole customer base and your communication with them. So I actually came from um, a couple of years working with a web company on the Gold Coast okay. and I knew a little bit about having to have multiple avenues to communicate already. So we just started building um, an email list awesome. on our website, just directing people to go over there and sign up so that we could always communicate with them and let them know, like the first to know about um, restocks happening or launches of new products and stuff like that. Um, and we also have multiple Facebook groups, which aren't our own. They're started by, uh, what we call FZ addicts. Okay. Um, yeah. So we've got those as well as our business really? Facebook and Facebook groups. Yes. So, um, like an addict has gone and started a group called from Zion by swap cell yeah, and awesome. a group called FZ addicts. So, um, it's like, a little mini cults like following on Facebook awesome. and it's great because I get a lot of market research from them, which is completely free because exactly. they're constantly talking about what they love about a new season or if they'd like a sleeve slightly longer the next season or if they think a waistband is too loose. So then we can constantly improve our products. Um, and it's fantastic to be able to communicate firsthand with your customers like that. Um, and not kind of be guessing what they're thinking. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent of Facebook groups right now. I, I think that yeah. they're, they're just where it's at as far as organic reach is concerned. Yeah. I think Facebook went down for a while um, for businesses, like in their eyes, everyone focused on Instagram, but Facebook's really making a bit of a comeback with the way they interact with their customers. And it's, um, becoming a place that we should be focusing on more so than Instagram, I think. Yeah, for, for yeah. sure. Especially yeah. with, with the demographics too, right? I, I imagine that your demographics skew towards moms. Is that, is that right? Yeah, we do. Our majority is um, moms between 18 and 35. Yeah. Um, but we do have a lot of people that are not yet mums as well that just love the women's fashion and just how comfortable it is and knowing that they might um, fall pregnant and have a family in the few years to come because our stuff can kind of be worn pre-pregnancy during the whole pregnancy stretch with you and then still be comfortable after the pregnancy as well and help support um, 
Caesar scars and your tummy yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's really, really great. Are you guys doing much paid advertising? We'll get right back to the episode. But first, do you feel frustrated trying to scale your business online? Do you wish that there was an easier way? Imagine if you had a proven roadmap to take your online marketing from costing you to making you money. That's why we've created the Profitable E-Commerce Blueprint. You can find out more at mindfulmarketing.co slash blueprint. Now back to today's episode. Um, We've upped it in the last kind of year and a half to two years, just noticing um, when all of the algorithms started changing a lot and affecting businesses it really was where where we needed to be putting some focus and some finances just to um, start reaching more people that haven't been reached before. They don't know about our brand yet, but they're um, sitting in a similar category or target market to our demographic. Totally. Totally. That, that's the beautiful thing about Facebook and Instagram with the, the targeting options that we have. Now, are yeah. you just advertising, doing paid advertising in Australia or is this kind of worldwide that you're doing it? Um, so some ads will run worldwide, but they don't give us as big a return as um, our targeted ads in Australia do. So we usually have a few ads running at the same time to target different things. Yeah. Um, also because obviously the other side of the world has a different season to us. So when we're selling summery stuff, you guys are sitting in freezing cold, winter and you don't want to buy summery stuff. So we need to really think about um, the kinds of products that we're promoting in front of um, the international customer base, just so that we're actually going to put something in front of them that they want to buy at that point in time or talk about how it's layerable. So you can buy this t-shirt even if you're in winter because you can layer it and bamboo is warming when you're cold and cooling yeah. when you're hot like it's got these amazing properties so we just have to do different kind of um targeting i guess for yeah, that i yeah. i never thought never thought about that before like uh, yeah. of course you have opposite seasons <laughs> yes yeah so quite often we'll get um people like in the u.s that will come to our website and they'll go and buy things from our sales section because they're actually buying the things that are from the opposite season. So we're clearing out our winter because we're doing summer right now, yeah. but they come and they're able to grab a bargain of winter stuff that's on sale um, and yeah, get that over to them and use it in their actual season. Yeah, so we, awesome. we, we try and target um, our sale stuff over to um, our internationals. That's yeah, great. Great idea. And then what are, what are you guys doing as far as your wholesale is concerned right now? Like, are you guys in many stores? No. So we've never really focused on wholesale. Um, from the start, we struggled to keep our own stock levels for our customers on our website. So um, we didn't really have stock levels that we were able to essentially give away to wholesalers to keep in their stores Um, and people were just coming directly to us. So we didn't need to do that. Um, We tried because we thought it was the thing that we should be doing going into wholesale. um, And it just didn't really click with us. 
really well. So we took a step back and didn't try and pursue that. Um, we are very responsive to our customers in our market um, and we bring out items quite quickly or um, we'll redesign something and get another batch of it. Um, so we're never early enough ready for the wholesalers that want to see the lookbooks. Yeah. Um, so we just do our own thing, run our own race. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. And, and you know, I, I think that selling direct to consumer is, is just the way to go these days. Mm. Right. Like that, like you have a, a way bigger margin first. Of yes. All, right. So yes. You, and, and you can offer discounts whenever you want. Right. Yes. Whereas when, yeah. We're free to do what we want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a little bit more beholden to them too. Right. And yes, and you have to think about them. Yeah, definitely. It's just another layer of stress that we just don't need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't need to go through. I've spoken to a lot of business owners about it and, asked how they feel um in regards to wholesale because i've built business uh, relationships over the years with other businesses that are doing wholesale or aren't doing wholesale and i've always been interested to hear their take on it all um and some are like oh yeah wholesale's where it's at it's amazing um it helps balance out your cash flow and gets you bit uh, bigger quantities with your manufacturer um and better pricing obviously but um, then I've got others just going, oh, don't do it. It's a nightmare. You're tied to, the, um, to all of your stockists to yeah. launch at exactly the same time. Sorry. Yeah. Um, let everybody know when the next sale is and how much the discount is and all of that. So um, we just went, oh, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Um, I, I've got a couple more questions for you here. So sure. this is our, this is our uh, uh, you know, question that we ask every single person because this podcast is Secrets to Scaling. Um, sure. What is your secret to scaling? Um, I think it's been super beneficial to us to have our amazing following that are cult-like. Um, they're obsessed with the designs and the next release and it creates a lot of excitement um, among all of them when a new release is coming or a restock. Um, so that's been something that I think businesses should try and hone in on is really find their demographic and target it like crazy and get right in amongst them. Mm. Um, people want to see the real person behind the business and build that relationship marketing um, style with you. Um, I think relationship marketing is one of the biggest things at the moment um, to get a hold of. Um, so that's kind of on the consumer side of it. But then on the scaling side, behind the scenes, um, you need to work on cash flow. Obviously, you get those highs and lows and you have big outlays to pay for a season in advance, like 12 months before it actually Man. gets in your hands and then out to the customer. Um, so that can put a really um, big blockage on businesses. So um, we use um, an option with our bank called Trade Finance and that really helps the bank actually... Um, sees your profits for the year and sees how much you are able to 
borrow that you always get back to them within a certain amount of days because they know your season cycle. Yeah. Um, so that really helped. And then recently we moved to a third-party logistics company down in Sydney. So that's the major um, city in Australia, um, whereas we were classed as rural before. So all of our parcels and everything took a lot longer to get to everybody, to all of our customers. Mm. That obviously... Um, is frustrating to customers and our whole slogan is unparalleled comfort. So every area of our business gets filtered through is as comfortable for our customer, whether it be physically like touching the product, it's super comfortable or whether it's experience as well. So getting products to our customer faster is a more comfortable experience. So um, we were struggling to constantly get more space in our warehouse and then we would sell it all and not need the space and then we'd need more space again Um, and going and constantly signing new leases on bigger warehouses gets very messy and not affordable at all. So we decided that we had to go to that 3PL um, in Sydney because then it's that's what they focus on. That's what they're nailing. Um, they're not trying to do the whole business like we are and juggling it all. We're not good at housing products and shipping out products quickly. That's their thing. So get them to do that. Um, and they can get like a thousand parcels out in a day. Whereas we would have never had the capacity to do that. Um, and having to constantly call in casual staff. Can you come in today? We've got a bunch of orders overnight. No, sorry, I can't come in that's really difficult to constantly juggle and more and more staff. So, um, yeah, for us in the most recent time, it has been um, going to that 3PL that's helped us scale our business in a huge way um, and not have the pressure of that on us here in Coffs Harbour anymore. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. I haven't had that answer yet. But, oh, but okay. PPL, yeah, for sure. I, I know some, like some of our clients and, and brands that we work with have, have done that. And yeah. uh, it's a huge headache, I know, to move over is what I've heard. Yeah, I'm lucky I have a couple of, um, well, we have a great team here in Coffs Harbour, but we've got one guy that specifically his head just works like that. He handles all of our logistics um, and marketing for us and he made it all happen. So I was very lucky to have him and I didn't have to get too involved in the process other than going down and meeting the company and making sure they aligned with our brand values and stuff like that. Um, I didn't have to do all of the um, bits and pieces behind the scenes to make the products actually go down there on a truck and be labeled perfectly and everything like that. So yeah, um, I know what my gifts and talents are and what I am not good at. And I am all for delegating the things out that you can't do to somebody that that is what they can do and they can do it better. That'll advance your company. So, Awesome. Great. That's great advice. Um, what advice would you give to somebody just starting out? (sighs) The market is just so different now to when, I started six years ago. It's so fast paced. It moves every single day. Like even us business owners that are in it right now, we're still going, Oh, okay. That's changed again. What do we do now? Like you feel like you're just constantly winging it. Um, 
and having to relearn everything over again. So it's really, really hard to give that advice because what I did six years ago won't work today. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that helped me um, in the start was building relationships with other businesses on Instagram and Facebook, yeah. um, finding people that were in a similar not necessarily a direct competitor, but just a similar industry to what you are so that there's somebody that you can chat to um, almost like a mentoring kind of thing. Um, and you can chat to them whenever you're like, oh, I don't know what to do here or what do you do for this or have you found something that benefits you in that area or, um, yeah, I think relationships is a really big thing with the other businesses, but also building the relationships with your customer base as well. They don't just want to constantly be marketed to with products. They want to actually see who you are as a business and what your values are and mm. the person behind it and what your daily struggles are as well as your highs. They don't just want to see the peachy anymore. That's been highlighted so much on yeah. social media that, it's not all peachy. Stop showing that it's all peachy. People want to see the real crap that goes on behind the scenes and go, oh, wow, okay, you're human too. Yeah. So if your customer feels like you're actually listening to them and you're reaching out to them and you're one of them essentially, then they'll respond to you in a much better way. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have advice on step-by-step step what you should do to start a business because it it's all changed, no, no, that's, that's okay. but just, um, they're kind of my bits of advice to focus on. If you are starting a business, just focus in on relationships. Yeah. Awesome. That, yeah. that is really, really good advice. Thank you. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's so good. we're getting down to the end here. I've got a, a quick yes. little lightning round where I just yep. ask you a couple of quick questions. What okay. is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Oh, I have so many. I, I'm like, I don't even know all of them anymore. Um, on pages. <laughs> yeah. I think my husband will hate me saying this because he's a graphic designer and is the graphic designer for our business yeah. and the photographer. Um, but I love using Lightroom on my phone at the moment. Oh, um, awesome. It's so quick. So easy. Yeah. So quick and easy to just, quickly edit photos because sometimes they come in um, like the colors are distorted or whatever on our product and I can't repost the photo unless I have the colors correct. Yeah. Um, so just to be able to jump in and do that and not have to email the photo to my husband who's a perfectionist and then he takes ages to fix it and then send it back to me. It's like, then I just need this back. right now. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> so yeah, I love Lightroom. <laughs> Great. Um, favorite book or podcast right now? Oh, I haven't caught on to the podcast thing. I mean, sorry, I need no, to, no, no, don't no. I? <laughs> um, but I think the book that I most recently read was, oh, is it called Winging It by Emma Isaacs? Okay. And obviously you take that with a grain of salt because you uh, can't wing everything in business. You do need to put some things in plan and do business to the best of your ability. But there is such a huge element 
doing business that you're winging it because every day you get a new problem thrown in your face and you've got to problem solve and fix it. So it's really cool just to read that book and see that other business owners are doing that too and you don't feel like you're just this really unorganized person winging it and everyone else is planning it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, we'll put that in the show notes too. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, great. And uh, who's a founder that you look up to? Of another business? Yeah, yeah, like any kind of founder out there. Are there any that you uh, idolize or, or look up to? Um, my husband loves the book about how Nike started. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He took a lot from that and we discussed that at length. Um, but I think I I'd have to go back to the initial relationship that I started with another fellow Instagram business owner, Bo Hudson. Her name is Sash Deacon and um, she started at the same time as I did. I contacted her and realized she literally lived two minutes around the corner from me and we met oh, up for coffee and we've kept our relationship ever since. And every now and then I'll just call her because I'm having a crappy day in business and I just go, Oh my God, this is happening. That's happening. Yeah. And she's like, Oh yeah, that happened to me last week. And it's just so good to be able to talk to somebody else that gets what you're going through. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, that's great. I, I really, really appreciate all of your insights and, um, yeah, yeah. I just feel like there's, there's a lot that people are going to take from this. So thanks. Oh, good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Where, where can people find out more about you? Um, www.fromzion.com or you can go on to, um, obviously our Instagram, which is at from Zion underscore or our Facebook. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Secrets to Scaling Online. If you're loving what you're hearing, subscribe to our podcast and share this with a friend. No, seriously, share it with a friend. No, if you don't, I'm going to find you and I'm going to make you profitable. Got it? No, seriously, 